What's going on, people? It's your boy, Kelechi, and I'm back with the Rambling Mind Podcast. How y'all been doing? How y'all doing? Welcome to the year 2020. Thank you. Thank God for every single one of us that made it into this new year. Welcome to the new decade, family. Welcome back to to the podcast. For all those who don't know what this podcast is about, first of all, thank you to every single person that is listening to this podcast right now. I appreciate each and every single one of y'all. And for all those who are new, thank you, thank you so much for joining us on this journey. If you're wondering, who's this guy? Who's this Kelechi guy? And what is he talking about for inside this place? So on this podcast, we talk about business. We talk about the business news We talk about how politics affects business, and then we talk about how politics and the business news affect your pockets, how some of the things that is being done on a grand scale can can affect you on a daily basis. And we talk about how your dollars and cents, how that plays into the economy as a whole, and how the economy affects your dollars and cents in your pocket. And so that's going to be the most of what we talk about on this channel. We break down the business business news, try to make it in a digestible format so that every single person who listens to this podcast can understand a thing or two about the business world. Because one thing I have noticed is there is a need for this in our generation, especially in my generation with millennials. As we work, as we start going into the workforce, we're trying to understand how exactly do I the money that I'm getting paid, how do I make that work for me? How do I understand when things are happening in the world? How does that affect me? How does the policies that are made on a grand level when they're talking about taxes, how does that affect me on a daily basis? Those kind of things. I want to break those things down. I want to also discuss some of the highlights, some of the major topics. So and break those down and see how that affects you. And also kind of give you a, a tip or two about how to invest a little bit. Now, and a big caveat to all of this is I am not a guru on any of this stuff. And it's also for y'all to do your own research. Go out and if this intrigues you, just go learn a thing or two. And I want to give you some of the tools to get you started. And then share with you some of the highlight topics that can help you understand this thing. Now, for those of you who've been with me for a minute, you know exactly that's what we've been doing. We talk about some of the bigger business news. We break down those business news down into digestible, eatable formats so everybody can chew a little bit, not chew too much, not chew too hard, and be able to digest the food. But this year, I'm going to try and do something a little bit different. Not too different, but a little bit different. I'm going to start involving personal finance into a lot of our discussions. I'm going to start talking about personal finance and ways that we can get our money to work for us rather than us always working for our money. Because one of the things that I've noticed in my generation, again, one of the biggest things is I'm focusing on millennials and a little bit of Gen Z as they start making money and they get interested in these kind of things. I just want to focus in on that crowd of people, people my age group, people in that millennial sphere, maybe a little bit older as well, kind of breaks down some things that I've learned over the years that can help me make sure that I'm not always stressing about money per se. And I've been able to get to a place where I'm able to actively plan out my money and my money's able to do what I want it to do rather than the money telling me what it wants to do. And so I just want to share some of those tips and some of those tricks with y'all. And again, I'll say it again. I am not a personal finance person. 
I am not a financial advisor by trade. I am not a financial anything by trade. I'm not an accountant, none of that stuff. I will always advise every single person, if you can, get yourself a financial advisor. If you can do it, go ahead and do that because those people can help you a whole lot more. Now get a good one, not one that just wants to take your money. Get a good one that will actually sit down, teach you some of these things and actually show you the way, give you ideas of how you can move forward in your life. But one of the biggest reasons of this is one, millennials, we are going into the workforce. We are going to be the dominant amount of people in the workforce in the in the upcoming years. And with us entering the workforce and actually being the main people in the workforce, uh, one of the things that I'm noticing is debt is a big problem. Um, not just noticing, but knowing because talking with friends, talking with family, talking with people in general, one of the biggest problems that we have is debt. Trying, How do I deal with this debt that I have? How do I pay off my debt? How do I handle this debt? We have a lot of people coming out of college with hundreds of thousands of dollars in debt. I mean, the college debt, it just keeps on rising, rising and rising. And so it's, I just want to give people some kind of tool, some kind of asset, some kind of idea of what you can do for yourself to be able to overcome the, the, the insurmountable to a degree feels like an insurmountable challenge of being ahead and being financially free and being able to build wealth for yourself and being able not just to build wealth for yourself, but then through you be able to be a blessing to other people. Because one of the biggest things that you can do as a person is to be a blessing to other people. And you can't really do that if you're always struggling and trying to get a meal at the end of the week. So, I mean, and for all my Christians out there, the Bible says that we shall be lenders to nations. So that's one of my biggest things is for me to be able to be so blessed, but even not even when I'm so blessed, but even to be at a point where when somebody says I need this thing, I can freely help them and not expect anything back in return. Or even just in general, just be able to give to people and just be able to actually help people as they need to need to be helped. And so in order to get to that point, you have to be financially free. You have to be able to be at a point in your life where you can help other people. If you don't help yourself first, you can never help anybody else. It's kind of like when you're on an airplane and you see those, um, they always show you that little video and it always says, before you put the air, the, the air mask on the kid, make sure you put it on yourself first. Because at the end of the day, if you can't breathe, that person going to die too. So you have to, if you can't breathe, you can't help anybody. So with you being able to breathe, if you can get to a point where you can breathe, and that's what a lot of people just want to get to a point where they can breathe. Because right now, the world is choking them. It's stressing them out. I mean, the the wage gap just keeps on increasing, and or the wealth gap keeps on increasing and increasing. And part of the reason for that is the debt, the amount of debt that people start life off with. I mean, the stat was, was unbelievable when they said that, our generation, millennials, we are the fewest in all history, uh, at least in the United States, of people who have been able to build, buy houses. We are starting to buy houses late. People are starting families a whole lot later because they're just at a point where they're like, how can I start a family? How can I buy a home? Which buying a home is one of the key ways of building wealth if I have all this debt. And part of that is people are coming out of school with so much debt and they're just trying to survive. They're just trying to get by. And so one of the things that I'm hoping that I can share with every single person is little things that will help people kind of grow 
and kind of learn how to better manage their money or as a matter of fact to just be better stewards of what they have and then even on the other side to give help you be financially free so that you can do what you want with your money money and also be a blessing to other people because that's one of the greatest blessings that you can do in life is not just to for you to to keep on piling on your own wealth but also be a blessing to other people and help other people so with that being said i want to share a little bit of a personal story with y'all this is my financial journey and where i am now versus where i was a few years ago and why i feel like this is something that i want to share with everybody and not just share but actually use it as a tool to help you reach to greater heights and not fall into the same traps that i fell into when i got got out of college so when i got out of college first of all in college everybody knows it when, when you're in college it's a struggle to get by. You're not working that much. You're going to classes. You just have enough food to get through the week every week. And you're just trying to pay those bills as you can. If you have a job that's wonderful and you just try to get by. Like the, the goal of college is let me get back. Let me try and do my best to get by. Uh, thankfully, I had a scholarship. so And my parents were very gracious in helping me through college. So I was able to get out without student loans. But... When I got out of college, you know, you get your offer, you look at the paper they, they, they give to you if you get a job, and you look at it and you're like, wow, that's more money than I've ever seen in my life. And you think, mama, I made it. You think, I, I'm doing something big now. Like, Kelechi has arrived. Everybody must bow down. Kelechi don't come because he has gotten paycheck. I didn't gotten the paycheck yet. But in my head, I was like, yes, this is it. And then even on top of that was, after you graduate from school, one of the things that I was thinking, I was like, yo, I need to buy a house. I need to be thinking about how to get a house. And of course, the advice you get is you need to build credit because your credit score is everything. And the only way you can get a house is by your credit score. So me being me, I get a credit card. I get my first credit card. My credit card has a limit of what, $1,200 or something like that? Not bad. And then I get my second credit card because I need an American Express card. Why? Because it has the Delta points and I want to travel. So it should help me build points and I can travel for free. So anyway, I get those credit cards. One has a max thing of like $4,000, goes up to like $6,000 eventually. The other one goes from those $1,200 and goes to $2,000 after I start working. And me not thinking any two ways about it, thinking, oh, if I just pay a certain amount at the end of the month, I'm going to be good. So here's what happens, though. I'm using the credit cards to pay to use for most things because I want those points, bro. You know, I got to get them points because what's the point of having a credit card if I ain't going to get them points from it? So I'm trying to use my credit card and paying for stuff. And then every month I'll sit down and, you know, pay for stuff. Just send a check to the credit company, get online and pay my bill for the month or whatever or i think i'm paying my bill for the month but for some reason every time i check my credit card balance it doesn't seem to be going down at this point my credit i mean i'm only in like about six thousand dollars plus on the american express and i'm only like two thousand dollars plus on the discover card and i'm like what is going on like, why am I owing this much money? I don't remember spending any of this money. Like, I don't remember using this card for anything. But of course, I've been using it. 
I've been using it a lot. And so I'm just like, man. And then the other thing that started happening was I was just, Murphy was just knocking at every door. Everything was going wrong. If there was an emergency that could happen, it happened. Stuff was breaking in my house. Um, my car was breaking down on me. Stuff was just getting really expensive. Like bills that I hadn't seen before were popping out of nowhere. And my, I was about to pull my, I was just freaking out. I didn't know what to do. I didn't know left. I didn't know right. And I was just trying to just, and I got to that point, just like in college, just scraping by, just trying to get to the next paycheck, just trying to get to the end of the week, just trying to get to the first and the 15th so I can get that paycheck, just scraping by. We gonna make it. We gonna make it. We gonna make it. That's all I was doing. And so I came home. I came home to visit my family and I went to my family church and at the church, they were doing something called FPU or Financial Peace University for anybody who doesn't know that's a Dave Ramsey program and it is really good in my opinion um it's really good at teaching you how to budget your money manage your money and get out of debt and so I saw the stuff that they were teaching I was like yo I want in on this and so I bought the stuff for the class and I went back home and I started doing it the first step on that financial peace university was make a budget and save one thousand dollars and when it says make a budget, and this is the thing that I want to share. This is the goal for this episode today. This is the goal for this episode. Make a budget and save $1,000. Now, there's a caveat to the $1,000, which we'll get into a little bit later, depending on what your income is. But make a budget. What does that mean? It means sitting down, taking a day to go through everything that you spend on a monthly basis. In other words, everyone knows the bills that you pay every month. You know you're going to have to pay Netflix. You know you're going to have to pay Spotify. You know you're going to have to pay your power bill. You know you know what? In fact, let me change that. Because there's priorities to this. Netflix and Spotify ain't priority. Priority number one, the bill that you should focus on, is whatever you live in. If you live in a house, your mortgage is number one. If you live, If you rent, your rent is number one. And then after that, your power and your water bill. So you write down all these bills, like actually take the time out. If you have the paper copies, get them out and write down every single bill that you pay every month, every single one. And we all know those bills we pay every month. Bills are reoccurring. And then you also, of course, you also have those one off one year, one time fee type bills. Like you're, if you're, if you're like me and you do your annual uh, insurance, more, uh, more uh, renters insurance or mortgage insurance or whatever. Uh, or those one-off type of thing. Write down everything. Write down as much as you can remember. Go through all your emails. Go through all the all the websites that you get on to pay bills. Go through every single one. Write everything down. Like get a piece of paper. I know, or get or get on your laptop. Write every, open an Excel document and write every single bill down. And then for those that you know what those prices will be every single month because they don't change. For example, your rent probably doesn't change. Your streaming services don't change. Your internet isn't going to change. Um, those kind of bills, write those down immediately. And then for the rest of the other ones, the water bill, power bill, those ones that fluctuate, that always will have a change in them. What you need to do for those is estimate. I say do an average for everything or you can estimate on the higher end of how much those bills cost you on a regular basis and write down all of those bills now when you write all of that stuff down then on another line create debt 
write down your debt and write down every single thing that you have on your debt. Like how much do you owe? If you owe anything in debt, if you don't owe anything in debt, you, my friend are on the up and up and this is good for you. But if you do owe something in, if you have debts of any kind, whether it's your college loans, student loans, or it be your consumer spending, whether it's a car you bought or your credit cards, those are the three big ones. Cars, credit card, student loans are usually the things that people have debt on. So all those write it down as well. And then write down next to your debt, you know, write down the total amount you owe. And then next to that, write down the minimum monthly that you have to pay on that one. Now add all of that up, add up your monthly expenditures, your minimum of the debts plus all the monthly expenditures you had written earlier and total how much you need to survive. And this is how much you have to pay every month so that nobody comes on your door and says, where's my money? Or you don't get some kind of fee or something like that. So when you have that amount, the other thing you need to do is write down because man must eat to survive. Write down how much food is. How much do you think you need to spend every month on food? Estimate that out. If you're somebody who goes out to eat a lot, write that down. Write down how much you think you spent. So when you write down everything, the food, if you like to go out to see movies, write that down as well. Write down everything, how you spend your money. Like this is going to take time. This is the point of this is to make you make you prioritize not to make your money the number one thing but prioritize how you view your spending how you view your money this is what this is this is going to take you some time this is going to be you sitting down probably for a day or so literally getting out papers bills that you've had literally going through your account statements going through those things that they send you every month saying we have a new month statement for you and you just ignore that email it's actually you going through those statements, getting on your account and going through those statements, seeing what exactly am I spending my money on? Where is my money going? Going through those things and actually putting it down. Then when you have all of these things down, what you do is on another column, write down your income, write it down monthly. How much do you make monthly? Everybody knows how much you make monthly. Even if it's hourly that you work, you know about how much you make monthly. And then compare how much you spend versus how much you make. And what you're going to notice is you spend way more money than you make. Because what I figured out is most people overestimate how much they actually have. Either, this is the thing, this is the funny thing. People who have more money, rich people, from what I've learned, tend to underestimate how much they can do. And then people who don't have that much money tend to overestimate how much they can actually do. Why? People who particularly pay attention to their funds know how much they can actually handle. And so they always don't want to spend that cap. They'll always spend less. People who don't know how much money they inside pockets, they'll always estimate more and say, you know what? I will make it up. It's fine. I will always make it up. And the fact is you don't. You're always digging a hole that is bigger for you. I'm sorry if any of this sounds harsh but I'm not trying to be harsh or mean with this. I This is one of the things that really, really I'm passionate about. I'm very passionate about personal finance. I'm very passionate about people 
being able to do more, not just for themselves, but for the people around them, being able to help their families, being able to help their friends, being able to help people around them. I'm very passionate about that because I want us to help people more and we cannot help people if we don't help ourselves so i'm very passionate about personal finance i've been trying to avoid doing personal finance on the on on the podcast but i was told that i should probably start talking about it and so i'm gonna talk about it but just be fair warned i am extremely extremely aggressive with it because i've come to find out that being normal being passive being just laissez-faire with this thing tends to end me up in a bigger pit than I want to be in. But when I'm actually focused, it's like anything else. Like I said at the end of the year last year, dream with your eyes open. It's like anything else. If you fail to plan, that's planning to fail. You have to open your eyes up and make a detailed budget, writing down every single thing that you know you spend your money on. That you know that look, if I th- that you know can affect you in one way or shape. Now, of course, there's always gonna be something that comes up. Now, this is where that one thousand dollars that I was talking about earlier comes into it comes into play. The reason you save immediately save one thousand dollars is for two reasons. One, it shows you that you have the aptitude to save. You have the aptitude to put money somewhere and not touch it. You have the aptitude to do something that you don't do on a regular basis. And plus, it makes you feel good. You make you feel like, yo, I can actually do this thing. And then on the other side, if something happens, which something will definitely happen, this is life. Murphy will come knock at your door. No matter what happens, he will come to your door and say, guess what? You have flat tire this morning. Or guess what? Your battery don't die for car. Or guess what? You need to get a new window. Or guess what? Your windshield, something happened and now it's smashed. Or guess what? You need to fix your car. Something is wrong with your your brakes or something. So something will always happen. And that's where that $1,000 that you will automatically save. Now, this is one of the other things that we'll talk about is you have to, have to, have to have that set aside. You have to have some amount of money that you don't touch. You don't, mm-mm, no, mm-mm. it cannot be in your regular account. It cannot be inside the account that you use on a daily basis. No, you have to go and open another account though. You have to go and open one that is hard to get to, that, that is, is difficult to reach, or that when you go to it, it's hard to get the money. That is not, not too hard to get the money, but hard for you to consistently use. I use a, well, we'll talk about some of the stuff that I use at the end of the end of this episode i don't think we're gonna have time to get into any any news today even though there was some interesting stuff i mean we had some stuff about the new uh cca law which is consumer or ccpa law which is california's consumer privacy something law that they passed and that's why you got all kinds of emails talking about you have uh, new terms and services, even for website that you forgot that you were subscribed to talking about, we have a new terms and services because of that. We're going to talk, we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about how the, the trade war and how that's looking. And then we're going to talk about a couple of other things, but I don't know if we're going to have time to talk about that today for this episode. I'm just going to focus on the personal finance because I want everyone going to, into 2020 with their eyes open, which you've seen that you can actually fulfill the things that God has in store for you and you can fulfill the things that you want to do this year. And so anyway, where was I? Oh yeah. Saving money. So after you write down everything and you know how much it's going to take you every month. And on the other side, you know how much, 
how much you make every month, the first thing you do is you set aside some money. You set aside, if you make, I'll say, if you make a good amount of money, upwards of $50,000 or more, you can save $1,000 in less than a month. You can save $1,000 very fast. And I want every one of you, if you have the chance, go ahead and open an account. I use an Ally account, a money marketing Ally account. The reason why I use the money market account is because it only allows me to do six withdrawals, whether it's with card or with transfers. It only allows me to do it six times. So it makes it hard for me to consistently withdraw the money. And I opened that account for the main reason of being my emergency fund. And so at any point in time, I try to have $1,000 in that account just in case Murphy decides I want to knock on your door. It makes life so much easier when you have that. Now, for some of us who don't have that kind of, who aren't making that kind of money, I would say at least save $500 or whatever amount you can save extremely fast. If some of you, you make more than, you make more than fifty to $80,000 and you can save $2,000 super fast, I will say go ahead and do that. And I want to say save it very, very fast, like extremely fast, because everything from this point on is going to be focused. And that's another key word, focus. You're going to be extremely focused at every single one of these steps. So after you've done your budget and you've saved that $1,000 in an account that you don't have easy access to, and by that I mean very extreme easy access where you can just be swiping that card anyway, anyhow, save that somewhere and let that sit. And if you want, you can even open like an ally savings account. They give you like almost 2% on, on the, uh, for interest rate. So you can make some money on that money as it's sitting there. But the main thing is you don't want it to be so hard to get to that when something does happen, you have to wait for a while because when emergency does happen, you're going to need that money fast. And the other thing is buying food is not an emergency. You should plan that out. Know what an emergency actually is. Not everything is an emergency know what an emergency is buying a new pair of shoes is not an emergency there's a lot of stuff that we think is an emergency but really is not an emergency so anyway once you have that put to the side now the main thing is list your debts from lowest to highest and the main thing i'll leave you with is you attack each and every single one of those debts with ferocity now when you're saving up for the thousand dollars you're making minimum payments on those debts and once you have everything written out congratulations you've done your first budget now you just got to do it every month that's it that's all it takes to do a budget is writing down every single thing that every month you'll be doing now the main thing is you have to remember is prioritize you have to prioritize what bills get paid first like I was saying earlier rent is priority number one you gotta have somewhere to live and then after that, power, water. Those are all important. After that, food. Even more important than other stuff. Then you have Netflix. Then you have, in fact, before Netflix, you got to have internet. So that's also priority. And before all of that, you also got to put in your, in your budget. You got to have in there gas so you can get to work or transportation, whichever way you get to work. Make sure you have that in there. These are the things that are priority. And then after that, then you can have the other stuff. Then you can start having a, a list on there for uh, internet, for Netflix or your streaming website of choice. If you want to go out to eat 
all that kind of stuff, your entertainment, all of that stuff. You list all that stuff off. Now, the important right reason why you list all that is now you can see, you open your eye, your eye goes shine. You start prioritizing like, okay, you know what? Maybe I don't need Netflix. And you cut that out. Maybe I don't need Spotify. I'll just use the free version because in case you don't know, there's free version of Spotify. Maybe you don't need any of these things. Like a lot of these things that we think are so important, it forces you to reconsider Maybe I don't need to buy those shoes because I have other shoes that I can wear. Maybe I don't need to buy that dress because all of a sudden everything is, you start seeing your money because your money now all of a sudden is, oh my God, I have that bill that's, that needs to be paid. I have this thing that this money is dedicated towards. Also, you add in your budget, the amount that is going into your, your emergency fund or your savings, whatever in there. So all of a sudden your money is no longer telling you how it will do. You are telling your money, this is what you are going to do for me this month. So that's it. That's budget 101. From here on, we're going to be focusing on how to pay down those debts. We'll get into that in the next one. Until then, it's been your boy. Uh, before we leave, I told y'all I was going to talk about some of the softwares that I use. Uh, for budgeting, I use Mint, which is an Intuit software. If you don't know Intuit, they're also the same people that made TurboTax. I like their stuff because it's free and I can connect all my accounts to it. So all my transactions go directly through that software. There is other ones that you can do. There's every dollar or everyday dollar, something like that from Dave Ramsey. There's other budgeting apps. You can just Google budget, budget apps or budget, whatever. And each one there's nerd wallet, which is, I don't know about that one. I've never used it. Um, there's another one that most people use, but the reason why I use Intuit, like I said, is because I can link all my accounts to it and all my transactions go directly through it so I can see how I'm doing with my money and it makes it a lot easier for me. Um, another way that some people do their budget is they use the envelope system. So it's where you literally go to your bank and withdraw the money and put it in envelopes. And you say this envelope is dedicated to gas, this envelope is dedicated to Water is dedicated to this, dedicated to that. And when no more money is in that envelope, you can't use uh, money anymore. Um, it's the same way you can do that with your budget and just looking at it and seeing exactly what you're spending your money on. But the main thing is do something. Start, create a budget, create a budget. Um, and as far as a savings account, it just go online and search savings account. Um, a lot of savings account now you can get up to 2%. I know Ally has one that's 2%. Discover has a savings account that is, I think, 1.7%. Marcus has a savings account that's 1.7%. Um, there are a bunch of different kinds of savings account. The reason why I opened that money market was just because it gave me an actual debit card that I can use in case of an emergency. Again, I would say the debit card only allows me to swipe six times, which is key for me, which is very important. So I'm not just out here willy, 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 nilly swiping. So, and you can create an online account in less than five seconds. Get online. <laughs> like I said, online account, get online and open that emergency fund account that you don't have easy access to. Credit union is also a good way to create it because they're a little bit more difficult to get money out of. So just start this, just start. But anyway, it's been your boy, Kelechi. Thank you all for listening to the Rambling Mind podcast. And I'm going to hit y'all up on the next one. God bless y'all. Peace.